knowledge. They have to have a means of communicating that knowledge that is effective. So I call that wisdom, an artful method. But if you have the knowledge and you have the method, but it turns out you're a drunk or a womanizer or just plain rude, uh, you can see now how a person's character is going to undermine the message. So the third issue is character. You have to have an attractive manner. This course focus, focuses in principally on the second element of being a good ambassador, the tactical skill of engaging people in conversation. So let me pause for a moment and talk about the difference between tactics and strategy. You hear these terms being used in military circumstances and conversations and the like. Um, there is a difference between the two of them, and especially as we engage other people with the claims of Christ, we want to think of these two different things. A strategy kind of involves the big picture. And the way I look at that with regards to our circumstances, Christians, is the big picture involves all of the information that we have to make our case. Whether we are defending against a challenge to Christianity, we call that sometimes defensive apologetics or negative apologetics, if you will, or whether we're making a positive case for Christianity, and some call that positive apologetics, um, in either case, we have the goods. We have the best content, the best information. We have the best worldview, the one that makes the best sense of reality. And so we have the goods. That's the big picture. But how do we get the goods into play in a conversation with people? And this is what I was talking about a few moments ago when I talked about the bridge. Uh, this is where tactics come in. Because tactics, simply put, are about how we take those resources that we have at our disposal and we put them into play to maneuver in conversations. Now, I got to offer a warning here because there is a downside here. These tactics are very, very powerful. That means that you can use these tactics if you have ill will to make people look foolish and stupid and that kind of thing. And this isn't the purpose. Uh, the tactics are not tricks. They are not slick ruses. They are not clever ploys to destroy non-Christians or force them to support, submit uh, to your own point of view. They are not attempts to belittle or humiliate or to gain notches in our spiritual belts. This is not what we're about. This is not our spirit here. Okay. Instead, what I am teaching you are tactical maneuvers and conversations that will actually help you to manage the conversation, not to manipulate people. It'll help control the circumstances that you're in, not coerce people. We're not forcing our views. We're, we're offering arguments. We're seeking to persuade people. Okay. We want to finesse them, not fight with them. All right. We want to use our tactics to maneuver and navigate through the minefields that we invariably are going to encounter when we're talking with other people about our convictions. Basically, the point of the tactical approach is to put you in the driver's seat, okay? We'll revisit that notion a number of times, but I want to teach you a technique that will allow you to stay in the driver's seat yourself. So now we know what tactics are and what they're not. And I want to talk next about an insight that has completely changed my approach to conversation with other people. A number of years ago, after having, you know, long seasons of frustrating engagements with others, it became clear to me that I was using the wrong approach. And the insight that, that helped me out here was simply this. Before there can be any harvest 
there's always got to be a season of, let's just call it gardening, okay? And this is so important, I want to repeat it. Before there can be any harvest, there always has to be a season of gardening. And you think about it, virtually uh, no one anymore goes from zero to 60 overnight. They don't get introduced to the gospel and then become a Christian right away. That almost never happens, especially in our communities right now. Those kinds of important decisions take lots of time. And I want you to think about what Jesus said in John chapter 4. This is the woman at the well, and it's a very popular passage, and it's a great conversation Jesus has. But sometimes we miss what he said afterwards. And in fact, it was about a year and a half I was reading this passage, and all of a sudden it jumped out to me. Uh, this other part and how well it fit into what I'm talking about here. Jesus had talked to the woman at the well. She went off to Sychar to tell everybody what this man had said.